Betty Johnson. Today is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Report says White House Coke caper belongs to the Biden family. Oh my. Joe Biden knows exactly who it is. We've been telling you this for a while. We're going to talk to some experts about it today. House GOP releases bank records on Hunter Biden's payments from Russia. Kazakhstani oligarchs totaling 20 million bucks. Julie Kelly joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we certainly have one heck of a show for you today. We always want you to be able to tune into our programs and see them crisp and clear. And that is why I encourage you, I do it almost every show, to get on Patriot Mobile. Come on, go with my boys on Patriot Mobile. You want to make sure that you are on fast and dependable Wi-Fi wireless service on your cell phone where you watch this show, presumably, or maybe you watch it on some big device. But yo, if you're on the go, you got to stay connected to us. We are rocking and rolling 24 hours a day, seven days a week 365 on social media i'm sure you follow us on all of our handles and so you got to stay connected with the news patriot mobile is the patriotic company to do that if you call them today you will get free activation with the offer code benny just go to patriotmobile.com slash benny patriotmobile.com slash benny they are a patriotic company that isn't woke make sure that you support people that support your values and By the way, there's going to be a lot of salt in our show today. We want to let you know they are officially in the Benny Brigade keychains right here in my hot little hand. There we go. Put it right up to the camera. Can you see the sweet tank? You see the salt on front of the tank? It's there on your keychain. All you got to do is sign up for the Benny Brigade. If by doing so you support us, it's five bucks a month. That's, um, I don't know. I don't know anything cheaper than that. I don't know anything cheaper than five bucks a month. Okay, I, like, like uh, would one of our diapers be $5? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't buy the diapers. But I got to tell you, it's cheap. It's cheaper than a $5 foot long. With inflation, there's not even dollar menus anymore. So it, it just supports us. We are 100% independent, uh, and it supports the work that we do here. And we hope that you have uh, a very entertaining and fun show because we have one hell of a show for you, baby. The cocaine caper. We've been wanting this story to come back because, ladies and gentlemen, we know who done it. We know who done it. Okay, we're we're aware. We're 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 pretty sure. We have not only the personal evidence, but the physical evidence of who actually brought the cocaine into the White House. Now, it turns out, according to the New York Post, that Joe Biden is hiding the identity. Let's go through the report first. White House cocaine may belong to somebody in the Biden family orbit, according to the report. Bag of coke found in the West Wing is from the Biden family orbit. What does that mean? It's the Biden family. Now, they tried to blame this on the black member of the uh, administration, Kamala Harris. Just a classic Biden move. We're going to get into that. They've been doing this for a long time, blaming their drug problems on black people. This is something that the Bidens often and regularly do. Okay, we're going to cover all that. But first, the breaking news. Soldier of Fortune publisher Susan Katz Keating made a shocking claim uh, that citing three security sources inside of the White House published on Sunday even texting a number linked to President Biden that the, that the sniff culprit is inside of the Biden family. According to Keating, who is a reporter, the Secret Service publicly announced that they've closed the investigation without identifying a, a suspect. If you want the name, ask Joe Biden, the source said. Who is it? It's somebody within the Biden family. It wasn't, and it wasn't Hunter uh-oh, do we have the sad trombone? Dun, 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 dun. Referring to the president's adults. Referring to the president's son. 
who is a recovering drug addict. It wasn't Hunter. Oh, no. You can see the text here on your screen. So, ladies and gentlemen, what could it be? Who could it be? And more importantly, this doesn't preclude Hunter from using the drug. In fact, we know that the drug was found, this drug was found multiple times inside of the Biden White House. This is apparently the third time that the Secret Service has had to find a bag of cocaine inside the White House. These people are such utter and total degenerates. Is Joe Biden the one high on crack in the White House? Who would we look to for guidance in this issue? Who shall we look to? Well, there's only one man who truly understands. His name is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, in a recent speech, uh, made such a sobering, thoughtful, uh, highly intelligent point. Tucker Carlson made sure that we all knew, ladies and gentlemen, that it makes perfect sense, based on his professional understanding of the political world, that the cocaine user in the White House is actually Joe Biden. Watch. No one was more shocked than I was. Are you serious? In the Biden White House, somebody left an eight ball of cocaine in a public. I was like, I said to my wife, that just doesn't, it's just not in character. You know, I just don't believe it. It's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion Barry and I was like, somebody set you up. I'm serious. It was, you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was so, can I, I'll stop with it. That was my favorite story of all time. <laughs> because it just explains all the behavior. It really does. I mean, I worked in the media business for my whole life, so I, I know what the behavior looks like. But it's like crazed and grandiose. I've got a plan. You're not going to believe it. It's unbelievable. It's going to totally work. What we're going to do is we're going to totally rearrange everything, okay? We've been doing things a certain way for a long time, okay? And it's worked, but I've got a better plan. And that's their entire approach. solve climate change. First thing we're going to do is we're going to we're going to make sure that we tax people so that the sun isn't hot anymore. That's the first thing. Second thing we're going to do is you know that black vice president that we got? We're going to blame uh, we're going to blame her for the bag of cocaine that I left when I was coming in here. Where is it? Where is it? Where'd it go? Where's it go? Why is there flies in here? What's happening? Ooh, my skin. It feels like it's all prickly. Ooh. That's the Biden administration, man, in a nutshell. And we're going to show you the videos that prove it, man. Show you the videos that prove it. Dude, this place is, this family is so messed up. It's so messed up. You can start way back with Joe Biden, back in the day. You know, Joe Biden's been blaming a lot of his problems, a lot of his problems on various members of the community that he uh, sees as a issue for him. There's a one some a young man named Corn Pop. And Joe Biden has always had a bit of an issue with people who disrespect him. And one day, Corn Pop got on a diving board with too much pomade in his hair. And Joe Biden said that he would wrap a chain around his neck and kill him 
while calling him a racial slur. You might recall. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. And back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me. He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. <laughs> we should just open the show with that clip every single day. This is Joe Biden attacking a young black man because he had too much pomade in his hair. Joe Biden is a scumbag. Joe Biden, somebody who, after a tragic accident that killed his wife and his daughter, used his sons in hospital beds as a prop. Okay? There's nothing below Joe Biden. And the Biden regime began to sprinkle out there that this cocaine might actually be Kamala Harris's. That it's actually Kamala Harris who uses this entry and this doorway. And maybe maybe it belongs to her. But just a simple look through of the Biden family balcony antics will show you which members of the administration are actually addicted to cocaine. You can see Hunter Biden effectively snorting on the White House balcony. This is in the same time that all of the cocaine was found in the White House. Look at this. This is not, this is exactly as Tucker Carlson demonstrated. Like sweaty, wiping his hair, like fiddling with his nose, like, like, like jolty, jittery. Jill Biden doesn't even want to make eye contact with him because <laughs> this is when the news had broken. Look, watch Jill. Jill's the tell here. Jill's like, get away from me. Don't you ever come near my bath curtains ever again. I wear these bath curtains. I'm proud of them. I'm very upset that Bed Bath & Beyond's going out of business. Hunter Biden behaves still to this very day like an addict. Yeah, got Ashley Biden, too, who in her diary regularly admits to using substances. Ashley Biden going up and groping her father. Very, very feely, very touch, very weird activity here. This is Ashley Biden rubbing down, rubbing down Joe, caressing Joe, like, 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 mm, ah, ah, the feeling. So who was it? Was it one of Joe's grandkids that he acknowledges? Ladies and gentlemen, the breaking news is that it is Joe Biden who is keeping all of this information from the American people. That is Joe Biden who knows precisely who and what member of his family brought the cocaine into the White House. And who did they bring it in for? Did they actually bring it in for Joe? We don't know.
we're just asking, we're doing what the press should be doing. The press inside of Washington, D.C., we are the media. We're bigger than we're bigger than half these outlets. Anyway, the Betty Brigade is bigger than half these outlets. We're we're doing the we're doing proper journalism here. Is it is it Joe Biden? Who's using the cocaine? We're not sure, but people need to start asking questions about this. Here's what we know today. Fox News alert, a major update in the White House cocaine scandal. According to a report cited by the New York Post, a source close to the White House says Joe Biden knows exactly who left the bag of cocaine in the White House. And it's someone in the Biden family orbit. But this source says it wasn't Hunter's. Now, we haven't verified the report, but if this is true, it adds another layer to the cover up. So, ladies and gentlemen, a reminder here, a reminder here that they did, in fact, attempt to blame this on Kamala Harris. I want to I want to play this just for posterity that they went to MSNBC and they said, you better start saying that Kamala Harris is the person who dropped the bag of coke. They tried to pin it on the black member of the administration. Just a reminder for the receipts. Kelly, the big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the situation room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. So it's the vice president. That's what they tried to get out there into the the public sphere. Now, Kamala Harris is somebody who you could say, yeah, man, that person is on something. That person's on something. This is why this could have worked. Now, the Bidens have a long history of blaming black people for their problems. The Bidens have a long history of attacking young men like Corn Pop, young upstanding members of their community like Corn Pop uh, because of his race. And because of the amount of pomade that he has in his hair, as Joe Biden evidenced, he wanted to wrap a chain around his deck and kill him. Corn Pop. Hunter Biden, when he was kicked out of the Navy, do you know that Hunter Biden blamed two black men for his positive drug test in the Navy, saying that he bummed a cigarette off of two African immigrants and that cigarette just happened to have cocaine in it. So this is a long time family tradition for the Bidens. We, this last week, happened to have a, the largest black fraternity actually gathering here in Tampa, Florida. We, so we went and hit the bricks and hit the street and asked them about Kamala Harris. We didn't specifically ask them about the amount of cocaine that Kamala Harris may or may not be on. Um, but we did ask these gentlemen, fine, upstanding gentlemen, uh, what they thought of her. And it turns out that, well, they, they think about they think about Kamala Harris the same way you most likely think about Kamala Harris. Watch. You would assume these fine gentlemen would have something nice to say about Kamala Harris. Let's go find out. Any favorite Kamala Harris quotes? Nope, y'all know any. Kamala Harris quotes? Sorry. When we talk about the children of the community, 
they are a children of the community. What is your favorite Kamala Harris quote? I don't have one. You need to get to go. I need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Stop it. Get some help. Do you have a favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Kamala Harris accomplishment. You know what? If I would have known of one, then I would have thought of one. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. What is your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Favorite? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, she wasn't... Uh... So many people in the comment section on that video. You can find the full video on our social media site. It's a great video. You guys should watch the whole thing. We have a lot of fun. Everyone was saying we should do more of those, and we certainly hear you loud and clear. We also hear a guy known as the Wolf of Wall Street loud and clear, a guy who's done probably his weight in cocaine, was on Jesse Waters' show talking about this. Jesse Waters has uh, asked for a FOIA request. Remember, this is the guy that got... Paul Pelosi's mugshot and the videotape from Paul Pelosi's drunken arrest. Man, imagine, I, I have a ton of sympathy for Paul Pelosi. Imagine coming home to Nancy every single night. Imagine having to pick up the phone calling. Like, hey, call your wife. It's Nancy Pelosi on the other end of the line. Dude, uh, that could drive any man to consume an enormous amount of alcohol um, and throw a hammer party. Who knows? And so it's uh, certainly it's certainly possible that Jesse Waters may get to the bottom of this. He had on an expert known as the Wolf of Wall Street. They made a movie about it, Leonardo DiCaprio, Scorsese and everything. Uh, but this guy, he, he knows his way around the drug markets, the high-end drug markets. And he had something very interesting to say about who the cooking caper was. Watch. So listen, obviously, I don't know for sure, but here's my theory. Uh, the obvious person to point to is Hunter Biden. Why? Because the action, like what people aren't focused on is why would someone take it out of their pocket and leave it somewhere? The answer is because when you're in that mindset of an addict, you want to have like little drop points so you can kind of sneak in, take a quick hit, leave it there to safekeeping and come back. So it was being stored somewhere. In other words, you could easily keep it in your pocket, get in and out without getting detected. So the person that put it there, had to be there on a consistent basis to keep using it undetected. Okay, so this is why we're spending so much time on all of this. Lies, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to look at some of the smaller level lies or some of the more interesting or funny lies to realize that these people are capable of lying about much, much bigger things. So if you catch someone in a small lie, if your wife says, I'm going to the grocery store, and you find out she didn't go to the grocery store, why'd you lie to me? It's, it's strange behavior, and we should have a relationship with the people who are supposedly representing us or, and supposedly got the most votes in history. We should have a relationship where they don't lie to us. So why are they lying? Here's the biggest, most demonstrable lie was cringe Jean-Pierre cringing her ass off, lying about where the cocaine was found in the building. This is how you know. They knew exactly who brought it in, they know exactly the culprit, and they've been covering their tracks. Here's our cringe for the day. <laughs> and can you just think once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So, 
okay, I, I hear you, but you're asking me a question, so I'm answering it for you. Um, and so that's why he said the Hatch Act. So I would, I would, you know, have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly what he was trying to say. So that's number one. So we're not avoiding the question. That is not true. We've answered this question, litigated this question for the last two days exhaustively. Um, you know, there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked a question. As you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. Ah, you see, but it's not, you see. <laughs> but you are a liar. Cringe. You lie for a living. What is the price of your soul? Check this out from the pool report. Uh, Pooler saw Jill Biden, baby beau, Hunter Biden climb into the presidential SUV. President Biden followed a few minutes later. On Friday. How the hell are you going to argue with guys who got photos of the Biden family there on Friday? You know, the day before, if I have my timeline correct, the day before the cocaine was found. <laughs> it's the pool report. The White House pooler is the press, the agent of the press that travels with the president everywhere. There's always gonna be, there's always one person with the press that, fought, that travels with the president everywhere. So White House pooler is saying, uh, no, they were there on Friday. So this is a lie. So if you find someone in one lie, what are they trying to cover up? Let's pull uh, the yarn here. Let's go talk with White House security. Who has done White House security that we know? Well, our friend Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino has done White House security. He's a Secret Service agent for, I think, 15 years, protected Republicans, protected Democrats. Stood stood a post at the White House. I can tell you this as somebody who's been to the White House numerous times. Uh, you ain't get a bag of cocaine in there. Don't you try. Don't you normal people try. Dan Bongino said the exact same thing. Watch. Out of my... Uh former colleagues in the Secret Service who retired, they are absolutely furious about this. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I tell you I got 50 emails, communications, texts from people, this is embarrassing, humiliating. These are good guys, man. Guys who've worked for Obama and Bush, you know, the nonpartisan guys. Most of them aren't even political. This is embarrassing. They know exactly who it was. Wow. So do these people want it to come out that it was probably Hunter Biden? Yeah. Well, you know, is it the question is, is it Hunter or one of his friends? But like, here's the thing. So I'm in the Secret Service 12 years, you know, a good amount of time. We never had this problem. So nobody by Occam's razor, right? The process of deduction. Keep things simple. Keep it simple. Stupid Occam's razor. Right? <laughs> you got this guy. We never found coke in there before. You got a dude who's doing coke on tape who's got a reputation of being a cokehead. He's living in a White House. He's there on Friday. The, 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 the coke's found on Sunday, and everybody's like, gosh, who could it be? Who could it possibly? Who done it? It's a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Who done it? It's interesting. When you go to the White House, you have to pass through. It's not like TSA. I mean, it's like a really uh, humiliating security process. Have you been to the White House? Man. Maybe you have. I hope you, that you get to go someday. It's really it's a wonderful 
privilege to go to the White House. Um, they take your say, social security number. They take your home address. They do full background checks on you. They kicked out a guy, actually, for a um, uh, Muslim high holiday uh, because he had some type of background. This guy was an invited guest, and the Secret Service wouldn't let him in uh, for some celebration at the at the White House. They, dude, they're, they're really strict. And that's just to let you in onto the property. Then you got to get through security. With drug-sniffing dogs, there's this giant rubber mat that you have to stand on while a German shepherd essentially eyes you up and down and just smells you from across the room. You ever been through TSA like that? You got to stand there like this. And the German shepherd smells to smell if there are drugs on you. You're not getting, like, normal dudes are not getting cocaine in the White House. Let me make that very clear to you. If you bring in a camera, they disassemble the entire camera. Okay? Like, you ain't getting anything in the White House. So take that off the... The only people who get anything into the White House are family members who get waved in because of facial recognition through a very special entrance, which is the entrance where all the cocaine was found. So this is Joe Biden's family. Obviously, Joe Biden's family. Bongino made that very, very clear in a subsequent video that he did about the actual security inside of the White House itself. You have to go in through one of those checkpoints. They surround the entire 18 acres. So whether this cocaine was found in the Lincoln bedroom or in, say, the diplomatic reception room, it doesn't matter. Somebody had to bypass a security magnetometer checkpoint to get that in there. Do you understand? It, it doesn't matter. Once you, the 18 acre complex is like a ring surrounding the whole thing. The only way to get in is to go through one of those checkpoints, right? So now you have to ask yourself, well, who could have possibly went through a checkpoint and brought cocaine in? The answer is no one. It's someone who would have bypassed the checkpoints. Well, who bypasses the checkpoints? The Secret Service with the protectees. Biden, the Biden family members, Jill Biden. The Secret Service doesn't. The Biden, the Biden family members. Bongino called it from day one. Of course, Bongino did White House security. So, obviously, it's members of two. Okay, so it's a member of the Biden family. And we, we know, by the way, that the Bidens have uh, obviously uh, recorded long histories uh, with drug problems, including Hunter Biden's dr drug problem, which was expunged by his father. So his father has been covering up way back when Hunter Biden was a teenager, 1988. We did the math. I think it's 18 years old. Hunter Biden was 18 years old, 1988. You never heard of this, did you? In Jersey Shore, Hunter Biden was busted for coke for the first time when he was a teenager. And daddy got that all taken care of like it never happened. And the Biden family has a long history of covering up cocaine charges. Ask Hunter. He'll tell you straight up. If he wasn't a Biden, he'd be in jail. I just wondered how you viewed sort of the money you made through your, your clients that enabled that addiction and also maybe the ways that protected you from consequences that might have landed a lot of other people in jail. I think it's completely unfair. And I think that that uh, that. I am 100 percent the um, still here today and not in a uh, jail cell or um, in an institution uh, because of my privilege and not just the privilege of a family that loved me, but the privilege of the fact that, you know, I, I had uh, been uh, very successful. 
Back in 1988, Hunter was arrested for cocaine possession in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. But Hunter walked out with a clean record. Why? Well, his dad, senator at the time, expunged his record. And at the same time, Biden was sweeping his son's coke under the rug. Biden was throwing average Americans in prison for coke possession. Same crime. Yes, you'll remember this clip, one of our favorite clips. Mandatory minimums that Joe Biden bragged about on the Senate floor. Remember, if you catch them in a small lie, you will find them in very, very big lies. If they'll lie about the small things, they'll lie about the big things. Please. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Now. Five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Now, you're aware that uh, the Bidens have been protecting Hunter for a very long time. Are you aware that they've potentially been protecting Ashley Biden and her drug usage? Ooh, do you know that there's video out there of Ashley Biden doing cocaine? <laughs> Any takers? Ashley Biden, Biden daughter, caught in cocaine scandal. Well, well, well. What is this? According to local news, the daughter of the U.S. vice president, this is from 2009, has been caught up in a cocaine scandal, allegedly set off by a friend for profit. The video shows Ashley Biden, 27, snorting cocaine that she was offered to uh, several U.S. media outlets, legal firm acting on behalf of the owner of the footage. So the owner of the footage has a uh, video of Ashley Biden ripping lines um, in Delaware at a party, according to the Post. Interesting. We've never seen that video. I wonder why. Mr. Mandatory Minimums for all of the black kids that are caught with any type of substance or a firearm, uh, but nothing for his own children. And maybe we've cracked the case here. Maybe, just maybe, we've cracked the case. Maybe it's because Joe Biden, as he's always done, and we have the photo to prove it, Joe Biden using his children as props for politics, evil, duplicitous, degenerate, goblin-like man, true lizard person, Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden's sons in the hospital bed. Joe Biden's used this video, this photo in all of his campaign ads uh, since the 70s when this tragedy happened. It is a tragedy. His wife died in a car accident and his daughter died in a car accident. Okay, we're not trying to say that's not a tragedy, but much like his, the death of his son, Beau, Joe Biden uses the tragedy for his political gain every single time, like a craven, demonic lunatic. Here's a photo of his son in a hospital bed. Joe Biden decided, do you, do you have kids? What if they were in a hospital bed? Would you say wheel in the cameras and the podiums so I can get a photo? So I can do my swearing in? There's Joe Biden with the last little bits of natural hair he ever had on his head before he went completely bald as a bat and implanted all the plastic in there just like with his teeth. There's Joe Biden manufacturing PR out of a crisis for his family. So the question is, are the kids working for Joe? We're about to get to this massive bombshell, $30 million that has been uncovered by the House GOP. And we're gonna have Julie Kelly on to talk with us more about it. 
But we think we have proof positive that maybe the cocaine, just maybe, and we're asking the questions here, the questions the media won't ask, maybe the cocaine was for Joe. And maybe we have the proof. Thanks to our eagle-eyed producer, ALX, the great ALX, we've put together a bit of a proof for you that perhaps it was Joe getting his booster. Booger sugar. So Joe Biden, on the same day, released two different videos wearing the same outfit in the same place at the White House. Notice something very peculiar, however, about Joe Biden in this video. See if you can catch it. Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. How do we get the price down? Well, the new report today shows that... Did you see it? Only two options here. Only two options, okay? Choose one. Choose one. One, Joe Biden is on some type of mainline narcotic stimulant. Period. I've spoken with medical professionals. I'm married to a medical professional. If I did the entire show like this, with, with a very different, with a completely different voice, with my eyeballs unblinking, staring directly into the camera the whole time, you'd be like, what drug is Benny on? My boy Benny, what drug's he on? What drug he on? Two. There's two Bidens. Because that's, that's allegedly the same person in the same spot, the exact same spot, wearing the same thing on the same day. Is it Biden number two and Biden number seven? You choose. You choose. Because I got to tell you, that's not the same guy. What I mean by that is Something happened. Something happened to him neurologically between takes. All right. That's all I'm saying. Final thing we have on this front. Final thing we have on this front is that this illegal substance that, of course, funds criminal activity around the world, the cocaine trade, was so commonplace inside of the Biden household that they actually mistook it for a piece of Parmesan cheese. It's an important clip and we must remember. Drugs are so, mainline narcotics that engorge and enrich human traffickers, sex traffickers, the cartels, and the cartels alone are so commonplace in the Biden household that they sprinkle it on their pizza. Watch. <laughs> crack cocaine. I probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> the reporter's like, <laughs> that was our nuclear cringe for the day, by the way. I forgot to set that up. Our nuclear cringe for the day, Hunter Biden saying he smoked Parmesan out of his carpet, thinking that it was a crack rock. So is it all for Joe? It always does seem to be for Joe, doesn't it? It always seems 
to be for the big guy. Is Joe Biden hiding the identity of the cocaine user in the White House because the identity is him? We're just asking questions. We're just asking questions. We'll tell you this, that people who are on cocaine should not be anywhere near uh, your bank account or my bank account. That's why we encourage you to diversify with gold. Our friends at Allegiance Gold can help you out, help you imagine a better future where Joe Biden's not in control of the printing presses that are melting down, printing so many American dollars, trillion dollars in debt servicing every single year. Holy schmoly. We are on the, we are on, we are off the cliff. Thelma and Louise, off the cliff, baby. We're flying. Banks are crashing, stock market crashing, value of the dollar up in flames. Yo, diversify. Now, go with my friends at Allegiance Gold. They're the best rating in the business. You'll get $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Give them a call, 844-66-BENNY. Give them a call. Tell them that I sent you there. And ladies and gentlemen, you'll get $5,000 in free silver. Protectwithbenny.com today. Okay, big bombshell, huge bombshell. And we're very excited to talk with Julie Kelly, one of the best uh, in the business in covering the Bidens and in covering the crimes around the Biden family. She'll be joining us in just a moment. Huge bombshell dropped as we were preparing for the show. You never know in this news cycle. But 20 minutes to the show, Jamie Comer comes out with, bam, boom. Third bank memo detailing payments from the Bidens from Russia to the Bidens from Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine. Oh, no. We got some big problems here for the Bidens. Okay, so what have they uncovered? So while Joe Biden was vice president, Russian billionaire Yelena Baturina transferred $3.5 million to his bank account, effectively. Shell Company, approximately $1 million was transferred to Devin Archer, who just, just testified. Now we are seeing that the Bidens, according to MTG, who's on this committee, uh, that the Bidens were paid up to $20 million, new bank statements, for money coming from Russia, Kazakhstan, and of course, Ukraine. Biden Inc. does not sell a product or services but instead raked in tens of millions selling Joe's power. So these are uh, pretty damning memos. Now we'll see if they can come up with a Trump indictment in order to cover up this news. Of course, we know they will try. Comer releases third bank memo detailing the payments from Biden, Russia, and Kazakhstan. So this, the, the details of these payments are fascinating, but I want to bring you to, to, to one place in this filing that is absolutely bombshell. This is crazy, okay? So this is from directly from the House Oversight Committee's website. Check this out. The last bullet point here. On April 2014, a Kazakhstani oligarch wired the exact purchase price of Hunter Biden's sports car to a bank account used by Archer and Biden. Hunter Biden met with Reigns Kashev at a Washington, D.C. hotel. Kashev worked closely with the Prime Minister of Kazakhstan. In April, the Kazakhstani oligarch wired $142,300 to Hunter Biden's bank account. The next day, Biden purchased, through his business, a sports car for the amount of, oh, you're going to love this, $142,000 and $142,300. There we go. <laughs> Archer and Biden then arranged for Burisma executives to visit Kazakhstan. Ooh, they were buying sports cars. Oh, man. It's too good. 
it's I mean, the the amount of evidence now against the Bidens is in such a it, we have now such a preponderance of evidence against the Bidens that it will become implausible for him to not be impeached. It will become impossible for him to not be impeached. Because, as we know, the constitutional duty in Section 2, Article 4 of our sweet Constitution, the Impeachment Clause, says bribery and treason. Those come before high crimes and misdemeanors for impeaching the president. Foreign oligarchs moved millions to Biden-tied firms before meeting Joe Biden, investigators say. Ooh, baby. Firms tied with Biden family collected more than $20 million from foreign sources, including big payments from controversial oligarchs who afterward had private dinners with Joe. There's your quid pro quo. There's your bribery. Inside of a bribery case, to prove a bribery case, you do not have to prove the exchange the direct exchange of dollar amounts. What you have to prove is the services. And the services provided here is simply the access to Joe Biden. So the fact that Joe Biden is meeting with these scumbags and the fact that the business receipts show now $20 million plunked into the bank account, that's all you need, baby. That's all you need. So now the committee staff is released another massive bombshell what will happen next? Well, if dirty old Mitch McConnell has his way, there will be no impeachment of Joe Biden. McConnell warns House GOP on Biden impeachment. Not good for the country, says Mitch McConnell, who has spent every single second of his waking moment in the Senate protecting his butt buddy, Joe Biden. Biden is his friend. Mitch McConnell is utterly compromised by China. And now Mitch McConnell is directly acting against the interests of the American people. I said two years ago, when we had not one but two impeachments, that once we go down this path, it incentivizes other sides to do the same thing, says Mitch McConnell in an interview with the New York Times, of course. Impeachment ought to be rare, he added. It's not good for the country, saying that we shouldn't impeach Joe Biden for what is now hardened, obvious evidence of the crimes that Joe Biden has committed. Again, the crimes are simple. We simply need to prove that Joe Biden was part of a bribery network in order to get money into the bank accounts of his crackhead kid. And there you go. Joe Biden yesterday was in Arizona uh, promising away our uranium supply, by the way, to the agents that paid his family. The Biden crime family is still on. The game is still on. The game is still afoot. They're still rocking and rolling. The entire purpose of the Biden crime family was to sell out American natural resources. Part of the $20 million is through the Chinese energy company, China Oil, which was trying to buy American oil. American natural resources, the most precious thing that we have in this country, the soil, the land, the treasures underneath our feet. So many countries are not blessed with the richness of what we have here. And Biden just effectively made us extra dependent on the Russians and on Africa, which is a continent that is like perpetually and currently in flames uh, based on Joe Biden's weak foreign policy for uranium. Why is uranium important? Well, uranium is used in radiation. If you get cancer, uranium is used in nuclear power plants for clean energy. 
the best uranium and the some of the richest uranium deposits in all of America, Joe Biden just took them off the board by giving nearly a million acres of land, a million acres of Arizona, taking a million acres of an American state and just gobbling it up via federal fiat. Holy, holy schmoly. The next Republican administration needs to come in and just absolutely rip this to shreds. Could you imagine? Are you watching from Arizona right now? How pissed are you? The federal government just come in and take this land. Also, this happens to reflect another dirty deal. The Biden Inc. model was learned by the Bidens via the Clintons. The Clintons Uranium One deal was a very special deal that Hillary Clinton had a private server for, you may recall. Hillary Clinton's Uranium One deal was when she went to the Russians and effectively brokered giving away all of America's uranium to a company called Uranium One, which is a Russian company. And the Clintons got a massive payday for that. This is how the Bidens actually learned this con. And so now the Bidens are once again reinforcing the value of someone else's uranium and not American uranium that we can mine here at home. Wild. Check it out. Always is the case with Joe Biden. You have to follow the money. When you designate something as a national monument, you automatically stop all industrial and commercial activity in the area. Meaning what Joe Biden's really doing is blocking mining activity on a million acres bordering the Grand Canyon. What kind of mining? Uranium mining. Now, why would Joe Biden block uranium mining? Uranium is used for nuclear power plants, nuclear powered subs, electricity, no emissions. It's also used for radiation treatments to cure cancer. Curing cancer and reducing emissions are two of Joe Biden's biggest initiatives. So does the United States have enough uranium stockpiled to just ban uranium mining from a million acres? The answer is no. The United States imports 95% of our uranium. A major energy sector and a national security sector is almost entirely dependent on other countries. So who are these other countries that we depend on uranium imports? The United States buys most of our uranium from Russia and Kazakhstan. Hmm. Russia and Kazakhstan? Wait a second. Hold on. I got... I, I, I don't have a great memory. A father, soon to be of three, bouncing babies. I mean, I'm very pro-life. I'm, I'm a father of a baby, right? Three babies right now, right? Our, our baby, baby Benny joins us in September uh, on the outside. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I seem to recall just one story ago, just one show block ago, that it was Ukraine, Kazakhstan, and Russia that were paying the Bidens 20-some million dollars. And that seems to be a, that seems to be very confusing that they're the ones who are now going to benefit from Joe Biden declaring a million acres of land in Arizona as a national park. There you, the value of their uranium just went through the roof by Joe Biden doing this. It's very strange this, um, this model because Joe Biden liquidated our entire petroleum reserve and sold it to China, much like Hunter Biden had structured in a business deal. 
China Oil, remember, CEFC, the oil company, they used to share an office with Joe Biden. They had keys together. So they structured this deal, and now Joe, Joe Biden as president is effectively making good on the deal. He just liquidated all of our oil reserves and gave it all to China. Now he's boosting the uranium of these countries that paid the Bidens. And they've also done this with another really special group of individuals. You know, the people who supply the cocaine to Joe Biden, the cartels, they're getting filthy rich off of the sex, drug and human trafficking trade on our border. And it's very interesting because if you talk with the Biden whistleblowers, Mike McCormick, who's been on this show, uh, the Bidens loved the cartels and regularly engaged with the cartel and cartel behavior met with the leaders of the cartels, met with the pseudo puppets inside of these South American countries. What relationship do they have with the cartels? We know that the Bidens made millions on Mexican business deals. Are they making good on all of the promises made by crackhead Hunter whilst he was running their business in flames? Is Joe Biden as president sealing all of the deals? like like soldering all of these deals together to be the Mr. Fix-It for his kid again. Very interesting question. We should explore that a little bit more. And perhaps we will with our next guest, who is just absolutely the best reporter out there on Biden corruption and on the current lawfare against Donald Trump. The great Julie Kelly joins the show now. Julie, thank you for being on the program. We've had a, a freewheeling fun show today. <laughs> I promise you no cocaine inside of the Benny studio. You won't find an eight ball here. All right. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. We're high on life and high off the people, uh, high on the uh, natural boost that we get from this audience uh, who supports us. We have a, a, a members only called the Benny Brigade. And we, do, we take a question from them for some of our more favorite guests. And we have a question for you directly uh -oh. from the Benny Brigade, okay? This is from a wonderful brigader named Elaine Harper. She sent in a question for you specifically, Julie. Is it possible for all these indictments to keep Donald Trump from getting on the ticket in 2024? Like, could they keep him off the ticket? If so, I'm going to hermitize myself, as they do in Andy Griffith, says uh, wonderful Elaine Harper. So uh, that question is uh, how we're going to start our interview today. Will they keep Donald Trump off the ballot? Could this potentially keep Donald Trump off the ballot? Well, Elaine, um, I think my short answer would be no. They can't use this to keep him off the ballot. I'm sure that some blue states will try governors, attorney generals, legislatures to use this to keep him off the ballot. Um, but I don't think the indictments are would be sufficient. Now, if there were convictions, um, especially if Jack Smith does bring seditious conspiracy charges. I'm sure that they could work around, you know, some laws, constitutional uh, provisions that would allow that. But look, neither one of these cases are going to go to trial before the election. And uh, Jack Smith doesn't want them to, by the way. So I don't see a way that these indictments alone would be sufficient to keep him off the ballot in any of these states. So you... You just dropped uh, something on us that I think is contrary to what we've, we've been told by uh, other people who've been on the program, that Jack Smith wants a speedy trial. Can, can you talk us through <laughs> why Jack Smith does not want a speedy trial and why he doesn't want to bring these to trial uh, before the election? 
So first of all, let's talk about the January 6th case. Um, it usually takes anywhere between 14 to 20 months to bring a January 6th case to trial. In fact, the first trial of a January 6th defendant, Guy Reffitt, who was arrested in January of 2021, he finally went to trial in March of 2022. Mm. So he's got about 14 months to try to put this trial together. That's not going to happen. Number one, he doesn't want it to because he can't risk, even though you're going to go into this 100% Democrat city and jury pool, Jack Smith doesn't want to risk either any acquittal on any charges um, or certainly hasten it to the point where a conviction sentencing could be appealed. Now that will, that's all, that will be impossible to do. Um, but Jack Smith is also going to bring other indictments. And I suspect, as I've said, a few superseding indictments on this um, case. So there's a great risk to Jack Smith and the Department of Justice to bring this to trial that all of the evidence in a 2020 election case, which is what this really is, while people are getting ready to vote in 2024. So that's going to be very unlikely. The classified documents case in Miami, they've already superseded that indictment. That sets the clock back. As Jack Smith um, noted in the indictment, that trial is set for May of 2024. This will push that further even more. Mm. Um, and in my opinion, it's the weakest case between the two and the least likeliest to get any convictions in that Southern Miami uh, district, especially with Judge Cannon. So um, I don't think that Jack Smith or DOJ really wants these to go to trial and all of their bluster about a speedy trial is only to make it look like Donald Trump is the one trying to delay it, when in actuality, it will be Jack Smith and DOJ. So they're already trying dirty tricks. You're writing about this here this week. The mudslinging begins in Jack Smith's January 6th case against Trump. They're trying to silence the man. They're trying to gag order him, yes. which would be obviously so uh, I just can't think of a, a quicker path to ask for a, a higher court's uh, 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 release of this case than to say a presidential candidate now has a gag order that they can't talk about the election. That just seems so utterly, basically antithetical of the First Amendment. Perhaps I'm wrong. Well, it absolutely does. And what uh, the two sides are arguing right now is this protective order is extremely strict and it applies to all material, all discovery, which is the evidence that the government allegedly has against Donald Trump. All of the discovery would be under this protective order. Usually, as the defense came back and noted to the court, it's sensitive materials that are under uh, protective orders that the defendants can't really uh, can't. You know, there's strict limits how they can access it. And certainly they can't share it. This applies to all the evidence. This is also what Jack Smith is trying to do in the classified documents case. Jack Smith, again, to my point, he does not want the American people to see the weak or non-existent evidence that he has against Donald Trump in both of these matters. Now, unfortunately, in Washington, and you just showed her picture, Judge yes. Chutkin, an Obama-appointed judge, uh, not only is she heavily biased against January 6th defendants, she authored a key 2021 decision that denied Donald Trump executive privilege protections from the January 6th Select Committee. She forced Donald Trump to turn over presidential records to House Democrats January 6th uh, committee. So she has already got her fingerprints on this selective political prosecution of Donald Trump. I, it sounds like his lawyers are going to file a motion 
for change of venue, which of course they should, and um, to, if not, then find another judge. But keep in mind, Benny, every single judge has denied every change of venue motion by every January, by January 6th defendants. And she knows she runs the show. She has no accountability or oversight. She's already acting as a rubber stamp for DOJ, blowing through what is usually a 14-day deadline to file motions, forcing Donald Trump's legal team to do that in two days. So we already see uh, what uh, Judge Chutkin plans, to, how she plans to handle this case against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. One of your uh, biggest allies and advocates, Cash Patel, uh, was on the show, and he's like, listen, Judge Chutkin was there having to recuse herself from the Russiagate case That's because right. she worked for Fusion GPS. She worked for the DNC. She worked for Hillary at the law firm that she was sharing right. with Hunter Biden. H how the, how in what universe, in what ever loving universe does somebody who has the, those kind of connections uh, is it, uh, allowed to continue to oversee a case against Donald Trump? Not only that, and of course Cash is right, the comments that she has made in January 6th hearings and one trial that she has, her sentences are so harsh that any defendant that gets her on gets her name on their file goes to a plea deal because they don't want to face her. Uh, and, and I saw her scold the one January 6th defendant who went to trial in her courtroom. She was angry that he didn't take a plea deal, that he wasted government resources to go to trial. This is the sort of person Judge Tanya Chutkin is. And so um, I'm going to have some very revealing details about her comments in court and how she's handled these cases in the next few weeks that I think will be very eye opening to the American people. I'm sure Donald Trump's lawyers are already all over this. Uh, but look, it wasn't an accident that this got assigned to Tanya Chutkin, yeah, right? right? I mean, come <laughs> on. You'd be hard pressed to find a worse judge. And you know, I followed these judges for two and a half years. You'd be hard yeah. pressed to find a worse judge than Tanya Chutkin. We're supposed to believe this was randomly assigned. No, no way. I like I don't like to play clips when my guests are on because I, I want to value your time. And I would only ever play a clip if it is like extremely grounded to what we are talking about, but something burst forth onto the media uh, 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 landscape this last week that just changed everything. Stephen Sund, the chief of police, in a video that was leaked, that was cut and deleted by Fox News, saying everyone knows that this is a cover-up, that there were feds everywhere on January 6th. The chief of police, is now coming out and validating every bit of Julie Kelly's reporting. You have to watch the clip and I'd love to get your response. I got a significant experience. If I was allowed to do my job as the chief, we wouldn't be here today. This didn't happen. Then see how you know, you're out there, you're lambasted in public and it's all, you know, everything appears to be a cover up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information, the intelligence that it had, military had, uh, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied support National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. You're in a fight? Yeah. A fight for a couple of minutes. Yeah, one wears minute. You out. One minute. <laughs> I was going to say, 60 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, it wears you out. My officers were fighting for 80 minutes before the, the protesters ever broke the person to attack. Wait, can I say, so you described this as a failure to get the intelligence to the people who needed it. But it sounds like worse than it sounds like they were hiding so, the intelligence. And that's what I'm getting at is 
could there possibly be that actually did something to happen and kind of wanted something to happen? It doesn't. It's not a far stretch to begin. Well, to I don't know what the other explanation is. So this is the validation of your reporting. Mm-hmm. Not that this comes as a shock to anyone who's followed your work, but when you saw this uh, clip, what was your reaction? And also, why would Fox News uh, delete or not publish this interview? Well, we know why, <clears throat> because they consider uh, the notion and now the emerging evidence. January 6th was an inside job, was set up by the feds, numerous government agencies uh, and probably top legislators, lawmakers involved in this. Mm. So they consider that a conspiracy theory. I know that. Do you know that since Tucker was taken off the air, I have not had a single invitation to go on Fox News, even though on our side of the aisle, no one has done more reporting and can talk more in detail about January 6th than I can. I have not had a single invitation to go on Fox News. So that's that's why they wanted to bury Steve Son's interview. I've spoken with Steve's son. He's a very decent man. Um, you know, I, we disagree on some issues related to January 6th, but I think he is a, a straight shooter. Uh, but Benny, I'll tell you something. Tonight on my Substack, Declassified with Julie Kelly, I will have new information, a new video about another FBI informant who was all over the Capitol that day, inside and outside the building, uh, tied to the Proud Boys. And so we are just still exposing the number of informants and federal agents and assets and undercover police officers who were involved in the events of that day. Uh, Final follow-up, based on what you just told us, which members of Congress were involved here in this federal cover-up and or federal planning uh, of the Fed's direction? Who? Well, I have some reporting on this. I mean, um, Nancy Pelosi's office, one of her chief deputies told the January 6th committee they started planning for January 6th in the summer of 2020. And that shocked the investigator on the committee and said, well, why why the summer of 2020? He kind of stumbled over himself and said, well, we saw what Trump was saying about the election, et cetera, et cetera. But look, we just have new news this week. Uh, Barry Loudermilk, the chairman of the um, House Oversight Committee, um, or excuse me, House Administrative Committee, said that all kinds of evidence and records are missing from the January 6th Select Committee. Mm-hmm. They can't locate, especially what they called the blue team, which did the investigation into the intelligence and law enforcement failures of January 6th. Now, isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you must follow Julie Kelly. You must follow her Substack, her work, and her on social media. Uh, you will when you see the clip that we often play of Nancy Pelosi saying, I've been waiting for this trespassing at the Capitol. It'll all make sense to you. Why was Nancy Pelosi on January 6th waiting for trespassing at the Capitol? Oh, interesting. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Are you ready to know the truth? Are you ready to take the red pill? Follow Julie Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she is the best that there is. Godspeed and thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks so much, Benny. Thanks for covering my work. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Julie Kelly, we're looking forward to that bombshell about a federal agent that is in the Capitol, all over the United States Capitol. Oof, oof, the narratives, they be a crumbling. There's now a poll out that says something like 66 or 67% of conservatives believe that January 6th was an inside job. Oh, and the more, the more they try and cover it up, the more Fox tries to delete interviews like that, the more guilty they all look. Here's your election update. 
tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump leads DeSantis by 42 points. A new national poll showing more Republicans are likely to vote for him after a third indictment. 75% think the charges are a distraction for Biden corruption. Boom. We're getting our jobs done here. Former President Donald Trump has extended his lead over Ron DeSantis' national primary polling data, giving him a 42-point advantage despite being charged uh, in a criminal case last week. The figures in the polling memo for his campaign show that he leads the Republican field, 55% of the support. Will Donald Trump be debating? That's a major question. Ladies and gentlemen, shall Donald Trump be debating? There's a first debate. There's going to be this first debate. And this is a debate where they're partnering with uh, Young America's Foundation, which is like a Mike Pence simp group. And uh, Donald Trump should say no. Donald Trump should say no to that. He should, he should, he should not go to debates where the RNC is effectively partnering uh, with organizations that represent the people who are running against him. August 23rd, August 23rd. So in nigh on two weeks, we will have our first debate. Donald Trump has not been confirmed for the debate stage. Why would he? What do you think? Do you think Donald Trump should debate? Do you think he should? And I don't know, man. It does look like uh, he is demonstrably running away with it. But then why? Because people want to vote for the political prisoner. That's why. People want to vote for the political prisoner. Donald Trump will win the black vote. Donald Trump will win the Hispanic vote. Donald Trump will win. He will go into these communities, the urbanized communities, and he will say that the system is rigged against you. The system is rigged against me, and I will be your weapon to smash the system. I am your hammer. Thor's hammer. And I shall smash it for you. And people will say, done, boom, tick, Donald Trump. I'm not going to vote. People aren't going to vote for the guy. People aren't going to vote for the guy who's... White crackhead kid keeps getting off again and again and again and again. His daughter getting off again and again and again and again. Because of their skin color and because of their last name. They're going to say, that's a rigged system. That's a system that puts my kid in jail because of your mandatory minimums and your kid's skate. Including the bringing eight balls into the White House. They're going to say, no, we're doing our job. This is fantastic. Donald Trump keeps going up in the polls and we have a... Ooh, we have a salty, salty lib. We're going to salt that lib. You got your salt shakers ready? Here we go. We're going to salt that lib. We're going to make a section. We're going to make a, a show, a game show that we do every once in a while called Salt That Lib. We got a salty, salty lib from MSNBC, a guy named Charlie Sykes, whining, shaking, terrified about Donald Trump winning a second term, saying, oh my, when Donald Trump says he wants revenge on the system... Uh, you well, like we should take him at his word. Are you ready for the salt? Let's watch him cry. Go. And you know, this is not Trump derangement syndrome. This is what they are saying that they want to this do. Is this is what they have made it very clear. This is Steve Bannon's agenda right now. I think that's a very interesting point when he said, you know, I want to burn it all down, tear it all down. Well, what 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 are our Republicans all around the country running on? Um, and um, I, I don't think that it's too alarmist to say that uh, this would be the end of the of the Department of Justice's independence. And that would be just part of it, because um you know, it's always difficult and dangerous to believe anything that Donald Trump says. But I actually do think that I believe when Donald Trump says that he intends to do this, when he says, I am your retribution, 
He means oh, yes. that doesn't mean he's going to accomplish everything, but he will try. And think what that would be like. The Trump 2.0 would be exponentially worse than Trump 1.0. You would not have many of the adults in the room that uh, stop the worst of abuses. And I think this is one of those moments where we need to take him at his word and the rest of his party at his word, because we're at a point now where it's not just Steve Bannon who is ranting, you know, ranting uh, at the moon. Um, he has brought much of the Republican Party itself along with it. <laughs> Thank you for the salt. We love it. We're going to get a giant salt shaker. We're going to get a whole section called Salt That Lib. Remember the Benny Brigade. We got salt on the front of the tank. Boom. Christ says be salt and light under the world. And we are doing our best, baby. We got our salt, we got our light, and we got our verse of the day from Ephesians 3, 16. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Be strengthened with power in your inner being. There have always been trials and tribulations. It is a guarantee that life is pain. Life is literally pain, okay? Life is pain. Find me someone who life isn't painful, but find me someone that is the nature of a fallen world. We must conquer that pain. We must be bigger than that. We must be stronger than that. We must be meaner than evil. This lie about this peaceful Jesus, where Jesus is just this doe-eyed, crystal blue eyes, bleach blonde hair, surfer boy, sitting there petting a lamb in the middle of a field. No, read the gospels, read the gospels. Christ was a brawler. Christ was ready to go and defend his flock. That's why they call him the good shepherd. Thy rod and thy staff, they strengthen me. Make sure that you're ready and prepared for the fight. Do you know what time it is? It's the time it's always been where Christians will be under attack where the faith will be under attack, where our our rights, God given to us, will be under attack, and our dignity shall be under attack, and that is time for us to stand upright and to march onward, Christian soldier, with our weapons in hand, our guiding light, our verse of the day, organizing our lives correctly, God, family, country, and we march forward. It's your boy, Benny. It's been a fun show. See ya!